This is the 200 Churches Podcast, episode 138. If they could actually do the Ecclesiastical Genome Project on your church, <laughs> I like that. What would they find to be the DNA of your church? What would they find to be your DNA as a pastor? Like, what is it about you that you want your church to get yeah. and catch and be like? Welcome to the 200 Churches Podcast, where every Wednesday we produce a fresh episode of ministry encouragement for pastors of small churches. Now here are two guys who, like you, serve in the trenches of small church ministry. The Gilligan and Skipper of Ministry Podcasts, Jeff and Johnny. This is the 200 Churches Podcast. My name is Jeff Cady, and with my hoarse voice, I am here with my long-haired, long-maned friend. Ooh, Johnny Craig. Johnny Craig. Johnny, <clears throat> I feel like I want to clear my throat. Johnny, I screamed so loud last night that I have no voice today, hardly. That's that's intense, man. It's Yeah, it's. I hate this. I mean, but we stopped... By the way, welcome to the 200 Churches Podcast. We're yeah, glad welcome, that you're, you're here with us. Johnny and I are, for the first time in over four months, together in the 200 Churches Podcast studio, the opulent and luxurious podcast studio. Reunited and it feels so good. Oh, that was bad. <laughs> Usually you can hit those. So we it's been hey, four months. We have upped our game in the studio. We now have overstuffed furniture and a fireplace. That's true. In the podcast studio. It's it's a new day. This is a new day. New room of your house. So, Johnny, <laughs> um, you and I are going to do the podcast today. We literally, we finished, we finished all of the recording of, for the whole summer by the end of April. Yeah. And it has been over four months since we've recorded anything new with the exception of my uh, Western New York remote podcast uh, studio recording last week. With, with Rob. With Rob. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't like that because you were not anywhere on that podcast episode. No, you've been cutting me out slowly. Um, and that was kind of, I figured that was just the axe. Well, it, usually you're at least in the intro or the outro, or you're at least, uh, you know, announcing which episode I'm it is. Sprinkled in as a bit character. Yeah. You know, yeah, sure. just, just for your on air talent. <laughs> But but we're back now. We're back in the studio. And it was interesting listening to the last few episodes for me, because I always listen to them, but hearing us talk in April as though we were in August. Yeah, that was kind of weird. I played episode, I think it was 136 for my wife, and she thought that we had just recorded yeah. it that afternoon. Well, we were talking about how did the sabbatical go, yeah. and we were yeah. talking about Monday Morning Pastor, which I haven't done in two weeks, and I'm very sorry. We were yeah, about what's up with that? Labor Day and, and uh, uh, laziness. Could have been like Labor Morning Pastor. Laziness and Labor Day. It'll okay. be back next week. Yeah, that's what they all say back next week i gotta get back on it I then they never to. show up at your church again <laughs> okay so that hurts too real when i think about everything that's happened since we last recorded it's it's crazy to me uh you know my yeah. my son's gotten married since we last recorded yep you started the monday morning pastor's after we last recorded. That's correct. Um, I got home to help my dad get into a nursing home, but I actually presided over his funeral last week. 
since we last recorded. That's that's intense. You know, what I went through with my family, my dad, for those of you who don't know and, and don't need to know a whole lot, but my dad was actually ended up in a hospital for four weeks in a nursing home for four weeks. Happy sabbatical. Yeah, and then he was done. So I had a 14-week sabbatical. The first five weeks were right here in Orange City. I married my son off, and I went to New York. And out of those last nine weeks, two of those weeks, my wife and I got away. That's nice. And the other seven weeks were basically spent helping out my family, helping my parents, helping my mom, you know, do all the paperwork and all the rigmarole to get my dad out of the house. Sounds and very relaxing. It's skilled care. Yeah. Um, skilled nursing care. Yeah. It was, uh, it was kind of a crazy summer. <laughs> But you know, if if I wasn't around, if I wasn't able to do all that, and I were here, you know, tethered to the church, that would have been really bad. Yeah, the timing was perfect. It really was. Yeah. Um, and so, <laughs> and another good thing is, we got all we got four months worth of podcasts done ahead of time, just before my dad needed me to help him. Yeah, that was yeah. In the last three months of his life, That's good timing. So, on a happier note, my wife and I are actively in the adoption process now. Yes, since we last recorded, and it could be any time. Could be any day. We could take a call today. That's crazy. Technically, yeah, that That's, would be crazy if we took a call today. Now, <laughs> now, unlike my wife and I, who not only did we know nine months ahead of time, but when it got close, we actually scheduled the day. So there was no surprise in it. Yeah, no, this is all surprise. It's all going to be surprise, <laughs> and you don't get that nine months lead time. No, we might get a we might get like a month or two potentially lead time, but it'll be yeah, it'll be crazy for you, sure. I've heard of people that get like five minutes lead yeah. time. Yeah, right? I mean that can happen too, where it's like you take a call and it's like ASAP kind of thing. So we'll see. Trust in God. I don't know. So here we are, September 9th, Yes, beginning of the fall. Uh, we're back together. You were by yourself here for the summer. I was. Um, 14 lonely. weeks. I Mr. Lonely. There, see, I'm, I'm yeah. getting better. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I got back. I was here for two weeks. Yes. Just started my third week, and I got a call from home, and I had to, like, Within an hour, I packed, and I was on a plane, and I was out of here. So now here, here's some real talk, okay? We pride ourselves on being very real on this podcast, being very authentic. I mean, humbly so, though. What, yeah, absolutely. What you went through was horrible. I mean, to spend your, your sabbatical doing the things you had to do and getting your dad into long-term care and then him moving to hospice, you coming home for two weeks, and in those two weeks, him moving to hospice uh, and just declining so rapidly, and then you, you literally taking a call that said, get on the first plane out here right. because he's not long for this world. That's so horrible. And um, I, so I feel like the worst person in the world for me in this, but in the, in the uh, you know, interest of reality, that was also horrible for me because <laughs> I spent the whole summer anticipating you yeah. coming back. You came back and were, uh, you were here, but there was still so much going on in right. New York that you right. were dealing with and juggling from afar. And then we were going to co-preach on Sunday, and it was like ready to go. You're and then coming into my office. I, you were all liquored up, bingo, ready for prep. And, and I said, "You're you're preaching yourself this weekend. Yeah, I'm out of here." I and you know selfishly and at the, 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 this you know real part, I just I was frustrated. Not with you, just with everything. With with timing. And if I'm not careful, it can turn into frustration with you. But 
That's, well, what do you have to do with that? Not yeah, but your you're not. Fault. But you're not supposed to say that to our podcast. I, well, listeners. I said if I'm not careful, I'm just you know. And I'm spiritual. To, and, oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I got to be very. But it, that was frustrating. Did I, I not know. express frustration with you this morning? You did on the phone. Yeah, you did for a while. <laughs> of course, Johnny, he can't wait till we see each other. Right? He's got to know like right if now you, on no, the if phone. If you tell me that there's tension. You cannot, nah, I cannot <laughs> live in the middle space. Can't let it hang out there? I can't. I can't do it. That tension must be addressed. You know, we're saying this for all of you men and women, all of you pastors who, you know, work with either associates or with, with uh, volunteers that may be almost full-time volunteers in some cases. At least they have a, a huge responsibility in your ministry. You know, sometimes there's tension, and the best thing to do is to bury it. <laughs> Deep. And Get the biggest shovel you can. Don't talk about Never. it. Don't ever intimate that you're frustrated with the people that serve with you. Hide it in the deepest recesses of your, yeah, no. of your mind. Yeah, that's not the best <laughs> thing to do. It's not. It's it, not. And I, I've done that before. I am a peacemaker at heart. I am non-confrontational. And I want to move away from confrontation. At least that was so, so true of me sure. 25 years ago. And little by little by little, I've been able to figure it out, that that is not the way that it works. Well, it's easier when you have a relationship. It is. It's easier to tell you my frustrations rather than maybe, uh, you know, maybe a, there's a ministry leader that I'm frustrated with or something like that. It's a lot harder to express it to that person than it is to you because we have the, what do you call it, the bridge of trust that can stand the weight of truth. Yeah, right, exactly. And so, anyway, it's just one of those weird deals. And right at the beginning of the season, you know, fall, like September is like kickoff time. And it just was, it was wonky, man. I've, so I'm just, for the record, for everybody, well, you like to say that I like to bleed, bleed in public. How do you, you said, you know, I like to, I, true confessions, right? Oh, on Monday morning faster. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I am dealing with, personally frustrations and just like ministry tensions that I've never really had in three years from doing three months, you know, kind of solo work. And then just this last couple of weeks have been so busy and you were in and out and yeah, I'm just dealing with it. I talked to, uh, I talked to Debbie, my wife, yeah. and we were talking about you and, and cause she said she went over to your office to talk to you about the kids program, right? Cause yes. Yes. She, she did. had to talk to you she about it because was... the time was coming close <laughs> That's and exactly right. It was fall. And she said that, yeah, he seemed, um, she said he seemed, he seemed a little bit, uh, preoccupied, a little bit, maybe frustrated. I said, you know what? I think me coming back and then in two weeks, just like leaving all of a sudden for eight days, I think that just kind of is not that easy. It wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> it's not your fault. Yeah. This is this right, terrible right. thing, but it wasn't. And I just got to, yeah. It, I, you know, I got to have the Lord be my strength in some of these moments. And I'm not to over spiritualize, but really that's. When I, are you going to start that, Johnny? I'm working on it. <laughs> <laughs> I just need to, yeah. So, um, so we just want, and we do want to be honest. Yeah. And we, we hope. I feel like this is pretty honest. Yeah. And we hope that being honest is encouraging to those of you who are listening. Yeah. I mean, 
Uh, we have been doing this now for a while. Many of you have been listening for a long while. We actually grew as a uh, – you all grew as a podcast audience this summer. Kudos uh, to you. Yeah, which was – I think we grew about 10% over the summer. Oh, that's awesome. Which isn't huge, but when we weren't doing anything – Yeah. I mean, I was stitching pieces of recordings together that we had already recorded every week. And, and I was making sarcastic uh, videos. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and uh, so – we're we're glad that uh, that we have more and more listeners. Yeah. But we want to be honest, and I think that this isn't the Michael Hyatt Periscope Hour where everything is perfect. No wow, offense did to you Michael just, Hyatt. Oh, I thought you just threw Michael. Hyatt No, I'm not under throwing him bus. under the bus. It's a great. I like watching it. I'm hey, just wait, saying. Wait, wait, let's throw him under the bus. <laughs> no, I don't want to. Do it. I'm just saying that this is not that. And no, this, this isn't. Periscope. This isn't high polished like mega church stuff. Should this we do Periscope? We, we should be Periscoping this. Right now. You know, I, I'm going to get it out. I, no, no, no. I, I'm old enough that this, I, I hate that. This right here. You know what's going to happen? Okay. It's everybody like, listening to this podcast right now, you're wondering how we've gone. How many minutes are we at, Jeff? Uh, we're at about 11 minutes. You're wondering how we've got 11 minutes and said nothing. But this is going to be a, a 200 churches first, and we're going to periscope a little bit of our conversation here. Let's get to the topic today, Jeff, while I get this set up. Yeah, but w- we can't like talk about it on here because by the time they hear this, it'll be over with. But if you're hearing this, like as soon as it comes out and you go on Periscope, it might still be up, right? Because isn't it up for like 24 hours? Yeah, I'm only going to do it for a couple minutes. Well, let's uh, let's grind out a scope, Johnny. And, yeah, uh, I think you're right, man. <laughs> yeah, they call them scopes, but at my age, I really don't like that nickname. Okay. Yeah. No, <laughs> I really don't. I'm starting the broadcast. So, Okay, so today, what we wanted to talk about today is what Johnny and I have worked on the last couple weeks. We started working on it before I left the second time. And we wanted to talk about the DNA of our church. And we wanted to do it in two uh, in a two-week message series, which is going to turn out to be at least three weeks. And we wanted to talk about, you know, what what is fundamental, fundamentally and foundationally, what are the elements of... Right of uh of our church what's the dna of our church and johnny you spoke a week ago sunday and what did you talk about i talked about transformation i talked about uh you know i jumped off romans 12 1 and 2 right don't be conformed but i talked about what shapes our worldview what what really you know makes us think the way we think how do we think and what do we even think about? And that's kind of what I talked about. And I said, it's one thing to go to church. It's one thing to be a church member, a church attender. It's a completely different thing, I think, to say, I'm a disciple of Jesus Christ and I'm going to follow Jesus and I'm going to let my worldview be shaped by, and I said the Bible, and then you expounded on this a little bit uh, on, on, in your Sunday, uh, right. s- sermon on Sunday. But I said, we're going to let our worldview not be shaped by uh, what we think or what the news tells us to think about, you know, maybe you're at Fox News, maybe you're an MSNBC, whoever you are, uh, the news does not determine how you think or what you think about. We have to let our worldview be shaped by Jesus Christ through Scripture, as you know, as we see revealed in Scripture. That, to me, is foundational to even a conversation of what is our church about. I think, first and foremost, we have to say what we're about as disciples of Jesus Christ. And I said, if we're not about being and making disciples— I'd like to tender my resignation. I really would because I don't really have any interest. Yeah, you do in that when I'm that. not in the room because you knew <laughs> I'd have been right out of the pew, right up and taking it right out of your hand. 
Yes, yeah. And I, I accept. You would have, yeah, you would have loved that. That would have been great. So, yeah. But so, you, you expounded. When I said the Bible, you expounded a little bit on that. One of the questions that we asked, Johnny, was what is the difference between a church attender right. and a follower of Jesus? Right. Because all of us in our churches, we have a lot of church attenders, but we, we wonder, who do we have more of? Do we have more church attenders that come on a Sunday, or do we have more actual disciples of Jesus, followers of Jesus? And I think you went to Romans chapter 12, Mm -hmm. verses 1 and 2, to illustrate and to define out of those verses what a church, sorry, what a church attender should be, what a disciple of Jesus Christ actually is. That's exactly right. And, and you know, I talked about like I said, I talked about the worldview thing. I talked about I talked about church history a little bit. I mean, I kind of got into it, I think, a little bit. Um, but I think my general point was just that we would not allow the actions we to take and the and the uh, decisions we make and the ideas that we have to be dictated by anything except for Jesus Christ, which is yeah. hard to do. Which oh, it's extraordinarily why hard to because do. we are soaked and steeped in our culture. Yeah. Absolutely. And you talked about that even a few weeks before. You talked about John, what, 18? Oh, right. And you yeah. talked about, even in John 18, you talked about how we have a cultural lens when we read these things. And are we living in our culture? Are we thinking in our culture? Or are we thinking in the culture of Scripture when we read these things? And so really, these are a lot of ideas that are being sewn together over time. Jeff, I'm going to stop this broadcast, I think. Okay. I mean, unless, does anybody have any questions? I'm not seeing any questions. We got a couple hearts. <laughs> we got a couple hearts. <laughs> wow, our first live Periscope. I, it, you know, that's redundant, isn't it? It is. Live Periscope. It's more like it's like a live recording of our podcast being recorded. All right, I'm signing off on Periscope. Say goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anybody who so, saw that, have fun. So, so in week one, we talked about transformation, and you talked about what it means to be a disciple. One of the things you said that kind of uh, was interesting to me was you said that uh, in the Bible, there's no, it doesn't really say in the New Testament how we should do church. Right. It talked about how we are the church yep. and being the church and what that looks like, but it doesn't really talk about doing church. As compared to the Old Testament, which is full. We, yeah, right. It's full of specifics. Specific uh, how to worship. And one of the things you said was, uh, it doesn't actually say, like, these are your church clothes and these are your work clothes. <laughs> right. <laughs> but our culture does tell us, right? It does tell us, absolutely. Our culture tells us what our church clothes are and what our work clothes are, what I, our church I, clothes are and what our fun clothes are. I have a pair of shoes that I think I've only ever worn to church. So, but your generation, though. I know, we're a little better. Your, yeah, your generation doesn't really have that. No. You have. I say better. I suppose different, but yeah. Well, church. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. You're just different. But church clothes and work clothes, they deal with the issue of what? Of respect, right? Right. You wear your church clothes because you're respectful. Yes. And and you wear your work clothes because oh whatever you're just going to work or you're, right. you're going out to have fun or to mow the lawn or whatever. Right. But your generation, you, you don't show respect like that. No, you don't. To to you, how you dress is not a value to whether or not you're showing respect to somebody. No, it's not. So and so that's part of that cultural ideology, right? And do we um, do we build our churches around cultural ideologies, or do we build them around biblical ideology? And and in the New Testament, you have a very different. You you don't have a lot of that uh, type of specificity, 
You know what I mean? Hardly any. Hardly, and that's what it's, I said. It's all it's character hardly related. Any. It is, yeah. It's more how to be the church and less how to do church. And I think that's the distinction that I made. It's character related and mission related. Yes, absolutely. And so, if you are, you know, this is more now to the pastors, but if you are in your church and you're realizing that more of what your uh, focus is is how you're doing church as opposed to how to be the church. You know, maybe maybe it's time to flip flop the question a little bit. Just in terms of you know what is what are church clothes and work clothes. Uh, you know, what songs are you allowed to sing? What you know, how does the service flow? Are those things so set in stone? Have, have those become almost like the the right way and the wrong way to do things? And and if that's the case, and I'm not saying these are mutually exclusive necessarily, but are we establishing the doing of church as the highest ideal of our church rather than being the church and being disciples of Jesus Christ? Well, because doing the church is what you can see. Right. Being the church, you can't see. No, you can't. So you can be the worst church in the world, but as long as you're doing it right, nobody will notice. It looks fantastic. You know, you're dressing right, you got the right songs, you got the right building, you've got all the right, uh, you know, graphic art artistry going on, <laughs> right. you got the best website in the world, yeah. and you're just really, really cool and hip, you know, or, you know, throw it the other way. You're, you're traditional. Mm-hmm. Everyone's got a suit and tie on. You know, you're singing only theologically correct songs and preaching theologically sound doctrine. Yeah. And as long as you're doing that, then, you know, you're doing all the right things. Then that's, yeah. So when we're talking about for us, and again, we do this every year, Johnny. You and I do this mm-hmm. every fall. This is the third year that we, I say every, every year that you've been yeah, here. Yeah, third This year. is the third year that we've done this, and we're talking about what makes our church tick. You know, what I think two years ago it was, hi, my name is Dover. Let me tell you like about, that. you know, our church. And this year, I so aptly... Johnny mocked. I didn't mock. I leave town <laughs> in mourning. I didn't mock. And Johnny mocks the title of oh, the message series. Goodness. By the way, I did tell everybody on Sunday morning, you got it wrong. You said that I named it Dover DNA. It's the DNA of it's Dover. It's the DNA of Dover, which yeah. is vastly different than Dover DNA. It's vastly. Four words instead of two. <laughs> <laughs> But we, we, do this, different. we do this every fall. We talk about, you know, what is it that makes up our church and what is at the heart of our church. And at the heart of our church is the kingdom of God that's inhabited by transformed lives. Right. It's, all in, it's all inclusive. It's all encompassing. We, we, are, we are steeped and soaking in the kingdom of God as transformed Christ followers. We're not just church attenders. And you talked about how that transformation comes in this last week yeah which was the second week yeah but i do have to say that i listened on the plane i listened to your message and felt like it was very likely the best message you've ever given at dover oh wow i mean i say so very humbly and regrettably but (laughs) (laughs) you didn't say the best message that's been given you said that i've given absolutely i pick my words very very carefully very carefully (laughs) Because many more than you and I have given messages at Dover. Amen. So, you know, we amen, can't say amen. that. Uh, but so this last Sunday, given that transformation that has to be in the life of a believer, yeah. and is if we would just allow it to be, yeah. right? I mean, the work of God in us is the work of God. It's not us polishing up it's ourselves already been finished. Right, yeah. right, to be shiny to God. It's right. God making us shiny. Right. And that's his work, and it's a recognition of that, and it's a stepping into it and living in the kingdom of God. Yeah. And then on Sunday, I talked about what, 
what transforms us? What is the active ingredient that produces transformation in our lives? And, and what is the best practice or discipline that, would, that truly transforms us and others as we practice it? And the answer to both of those questions is the, is the same, and the answer is that it's love, that it's love. And, and I told our folks Sunday morning, I know, I know, you're, oh, here we go Here again. we go again. Another, can we stand another <laughs> message on love? If me and you preach one more love your neighbor, love God, love others message. You know what? I so bad wanted to use the line, but I didn't. I didn't because I respect our people. But I so bad wanted to say, well, listen, when you start practicing it, oh. I'll stop preaching it. Oh. <laughs> you, could, you could turn it more introspective when, when I start practicing it. I'll stop preaching it? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's, that's too gr- gratuitous, though. Oh, they I, know, see, I see. They know I'm really holding the mirror up to them. <laughs> no, no, but I, I told them, listen, we need to hear this. At least once a year. Constantly be reminded. But it seeps into our preaching probably once a series. I mean, if not once every other series. If you read your Bible through in a year, right? If, right? Yeah. You will hear that message way more than one time in a year. Over and over and over. Constantly. Constantly. And throughout the New Testament, love is defined and illustrated over and over and over especially in the life and the words and the teachings and actions of Jesus Christ. Yes. So love has got to be that thing that that we allow to transform us and that we practice because we have the love of God that he gave us, and we practice that on others and in the lives of others, and it transforms others. And I gave illustrations, mostly illustrations, where others have loved me or love somebody else. Yeah. Uh, I think I talked about my wife. I talked about myself. Um, I don't really remember how many other people I talked about, but how somebody came up to them, and it was just a little thing, but they showed love to them, and it was transformational to right. them. I talked about the time when uh, this relative of mine I hardly know came up to me at a time when I was watching my dad and my sister dance at her wedding. And my dad is, you know, mostly out of it at that point, but he's up there dancing with my sister. And I tears streaming down my face, and I feel this hand on my back that's rubbing my back. And I turn, and it's my cousin in law, <laughs> Dennis. And Dennis is standing behind me, rubbing my back with tears coming down his cheek. And that was just a moment of love, a loving act that he shared with me that I will never forget, and that has taught me how. I don't have to know somebody really well or be very close to them to sh- to display an act of love toward them. And it, it doesn't have to be some them. massive thing. Absolutely not. Mustard it, it seed be, love. Man. It can be very small. Yes. So I challenged our folks this week, and if you're listening in the state of Iowa, um, I'm throwing down right now because oh, I geez. challenged <laughs> our folks last week. Listen, my goal is that our church... Dover Church, our church, would be the most loving church in the state of Iowa. Wow. And I I said, you know, some of you are going to say, well, man, that sounds kind of prideful. Boy, you you sound like you're really stuck on yourself on that kind of a statement. (laughs) And then others of you are saying, "Uh, just the state of Iowa? Just Iowa? Like not even the country, let alone the world? Midwest, maybe? You know, I don't want to get too ostentatious about it. (laughs) You didn't say we are. You said it's our goal to be. It's going to be our goal. And if that would always be our goal, I mean, our real goal, our serious goal, 
that no other church in the state would be more loving than we would be. Now, right there, I've watered it down. I've, I've included it just as. Just as loving or more loving. Sure. Okay? But I want us to be the most loving church in the state of Iowa. Why? Because that is what will transform us and our community. Absolutely. So at the very heart, you said, let's not play church. Yeah. Let's take Jesus at his word. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. And I didn't tell you this yet. I'll tell you, like, in the live recording. But when you said the word book, when you talked about the book of John, yeah. when you said the word book, <laughs> that's when the passion almost took the windows out with that word. I said book in yes. a passion. <laughs> yes. And it's the way you say it. When I know you're really, 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 you can hardly contain yourself anymore. I was anymore. pretty amped. I'm not going to lie. It came out in that word because you were talking about in the book of John, all through the book, you've got Jesus over and over oh, yeah. and over doing this, doing that, oh, illustrating man. this, saying this, saying that, talking about love, talking about laying down power, talking about laying down authority, yeah. talking about helping the least. Are you going to get me excited again? Right? So you said, take Jesus at his word. Real transformation. Real transformation. That's a disciple. That's a follower of Jesus. We don't want church attenders. No. Well, we do. Because we always want the people that are coming in the stream. You know, they're, they're So then I said, I have no interest there. in doing church well. And then I said, well, that's not true. Yeah. I do. Have, yeah, but only in the service of making right. and being disciples. Our goal is to get people right. past just church attender. Right. But to be true followers yes. of Jesus, that is part of the DNA. And then the other part of that DNA is the piece about love. Because you could do all the things that you do right now in your church. You can do them all and without and not have love. Yeah. You do it without love. Absolutely. Paul said that, right? Yeah. If I, he laid out all these grandiose yeah. things, yeah. you know, give my body, what, to be burned, I think he said. But if I don't have love, I can sacrifice everything. And without love, it is nada. It's nothing. It's zero. Yeah. So in the DNA of our church, I don't know about the DNA of your church. I mean, our listeners. We're kind of encouraging you to yeah. make it this. Well, well, no, I'm saying, I'm saying, have you ever thought about it? Sure. Have you ever thought about if, if, they, if they could actually do the, the ecclesiastical genome project on your church? <laughs> I like that. What would they find to be the DNA of your church? What would they find to be your DNA as a pastor. Like, what is it about you that you want your church to get yeah. and catch and be like? I mean, these are things that we all have to think about, I think. I think. I mean, we could just go on our, blithely go on our way and and be the pastor and do all these things that are important and even have, you know, sincerity of heart but man, what do we want when we get right down to it? If we can do nothing else, we could do nothing else. What do we want to do? I want to be transformed and I want to be filled with love. And I want that transformation to flow through love into the lives of others. Those are the things that I want to do. Yeah. I don't care about everything else. <laughs> you want to tender your resignation. If that's not what we're doing, then you want to quit. That's what I said. I'm glad you weren't there to take my resignation. Well, see, I don't say that because after 12 years, you're afraid that they're going to just jump <laughs> at the chance. They might take you up there. on it. 
you know, sold to the man in the brown shirt. Thank you, Elder Jones. Oh, man. Yeah. So. Those this, are the important questions. Yeah, and this is what, uh, this is just the stuff that we're dealing with right now. These yeah. are the things that we're talking about. I mean, I'm trying to get Johnny off the ledge, you know, from the summer. Trying to talk him. There's some seriousness to that. <laughs> talk him <laughs> off the ledge and come back through the window, come back in the room. It's okay. Oh uh, yeah, I'm and, I'm coming I'm I'm coming back down. And at the same time, trying to figure out uh, you know which end is up after coming and going for the last four months. Uh, but it's Johnny. It's good to be back. It's I'm, so good I'm happy to, to have you back. Please stay. No, no, no. I didn't finish. It's good to be back in the studio. Oh, in the studio. Now it is a different studio though. We moved. Well, we just moved. Actually, we're not high atop anymore. No. But we moved down to some sweeter digs. We did. Much larger, more space to stretch out. I had one of my offspring return to the nest. Oh, sure. Yes. And so they've... uh, Wanted his room back. (laughs) It was never his room. He had the other room. Oh, okay. Uh, But my one son, who is uh, married to a doctor in training... She is going to a different location every month, and so she's moving all around, and he has decided to come back home, and uh, he's working for a company locally, and we don't know where they're going to end up, um, but they're going to end up together, just don't know exactly where, and uh, so it's good to have my son Joel home. Yeah. But he stole our podcast studio. He stole the studio. But this is a sweeter studio, We got Yeah, we moved up in the meantime. It's bigger. We do have a fireplace now. It's a fireplace. We got got overstuffed furniture in here. We've even got a tube TV. Ooh-wee. Johnny, that TV over there. 600 pounds. You were going to throw that in the dumpster. I should have. And it's, but it's HD. (laughs) 720, maybe. No, no, you know what? It's 480. 480. I was going to say, I think it's 480. (laughs) It's one of these cool, it's one of these cool silver ones, you know, that goes back about five feet in oh depth. Oh my goodness! It weighs six hundred and fourteen pounds, but it's got a flat screen. So flat. Yeah. It's a great picture, though. I'm sure it is. It really is. I'll turn it on when we're done recording. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, we're down here in the family room, and we have set up a portion of the room now as our new podcast studio. That's right. And I like it. Now, I'm going to ask you if you've never done this. Would you go? Would you get on iTunes? And would you search for 200 churches, and our podcast is going to pop right up. It is. Go there and give us a rating and a review. Would you do that? Just give us a rating and review. About 60 of you have done that. I think around 60 now. And That's pretty there's great. some really, really cool reviews on there. When I'm feeling sad. When you're feeling sad. <laughs> I can read our reviews and feel a lot better. You can feel glad. Somebody out there likes us. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. So thank you so much for listening to the podcast. And so give us a rating and review. And another thing, it'd be so great if you could just share our podcast with another small church pastor that you know would be encouraged by it. And spread the spread the love. Last week, I called out Pastor Pete from my hometown of Avon, New York. Oh wow! Right there at the Avon Wesleyan Church, and uh, so that you know, there are a ton. There's just one guy in one town, Wesleyans. at one church. I like the Wesleyans, and there are so many of you. There are so many of us, of us small church pastors, all across the country. Yeah. So if you know of one. They're in a pastor's fellowship with you, a friend from college, somebody in a town where you got a family member. Man, email them the link to 200churches.com. Currently, we sell nothing. 
the plans to sell anything uh, are are not even in our site right now. No. So you can send them there with uh, with the confidence that there's everything there is free, and hopefully almost all of it is encouraging. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, next week we'll be back, and uh, we're probably going to start to get a little more practical again. Today maybe was a, a departure from what you got used to this summer with us. Uh, we're excited to get our guests back. Uh, we haven't talked to our guests in four months either, so that'll be exciting. Dave Jacobs last week, he and I did a one-hour coaching call. Yeah? He's saying, hey, when are you going to get me back on Dave the podcast? Dave wants back on, baby. He wants back on. I love it. Dave's back. We're going to try to get Kerry Newhoff on the podcast. Kerry said he would come on. That's a big fish right I, there. I, I can't believe it. I, I, I can't believe it. Kerry I'll believe Newhoff. it when I talk to him. We're coming for you. Man, Kerry. He's Canadian. I like that. He is Canadian. I'm, I'm a big fan. I mean, I'm a boot that. <laughs> I'm all about that. (laughs) Hey, oh, by the way, thank you for for mentioning that. The Carrie Newhoff Leadership Podcast. I wanted to mention this to our listeners. What, this guy needs a promo? What? It's hard to give him a promo because I don't understand. You can't spell his last name. It is impossible. N-U-I. Yeah, exactly. E-I-E-I-O. I I mean, Carrie, I'm sorry, man, but, you know, (laughs) can't can't it be like the the Carrie N Leadership Podcast or the C-N Leadership podcast. Do you have an easy? Is there a pneumatic device we can use to remember how to spell your name? Th- th- there isn't. There isn't. But I'm going to work on one. If so, if you if you if you look for it, just look for Carrie is C A R E Y, and Newhoff is N. Then some letters after that. His podcast it's is phenomenal. really really good. It's good. It's really good. I've been listening this summer to to I probably listened to a half a dozen of the episodes. And honestly, every one of them has been really good. I've watched and, a couple uh, of his scopes. Oh, okay. Periscope. Yeah, no, I haven't not, seen any of those. Not, not the other kind of scope. I don't watch those. Yeah, no, no, no. no. But but why do you bring that up? Periscope. Pain. Pain. <laughs> so, yeah, we like Carrie. So, so hopefully we Carrie's get Carrie podcast. on. Yeah, yeah, listen to his podcast. Listen to his podcast and then send him emails saying that he needs to get on ours. So, anyways, that is what we have for you today uh, from 200 Churches. Thanks so much for listening. And we'll see you next time on the 200 Churches Podcast. We hope you've been encouraged and inspired by this episode of the 200 Churches Podcast. If you haven't already, subscribe at 200churches.com and receive the guy's free PDF download called Our 7 Favorite Ministry Resources. You can count on us to be back next Wednesday with another brand new shiny episode just for you. Until then, may God bless you as you lead and love the people in your 200 church.